This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Ashling is a talent solutions company founded in 2016 by Melissa Norman and a UK investor, Miles Hunt of Benula Capital. Ashling is an Irish name, which means dream, and their logo combines infinity symbols to describe their aspiration towards a limitless dream. Although spelled as A I S L I N G, it's actually pronounced as Ashling. So why Irish? This story is worth a coffee on us, or so it says on their website. So it's only a cup of coffee virtually, but that will do. Uh, before we get to Ashling, uh, good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Frida. It's so nice to catch you again. Okay, catch me. Uh. Yeah. Let's talk about what happened before 2016, because I interviewed you in your previous job before that, and the decision to start your own business. Ah, uh, interesting. So, um, you know, I, I was with the company for very many years. It was like about close to 20 years. And um, uh, it's it's kind of a connected story because it's not just that. It's also about Ireland. So before I actually started on my own, I actually left to Ireland. So uh, when you interviewed me with that large company, I was um, at the cornerstone of moving. So I jumped to Ireland, spent a year in Ireland. Loved Ireland. The people are fantastic. The market is just, uh, it's just a flourishing market. But more importantly, what I learned from Ireland is the fact that talents were at the center of everything in the talent space, right? Uh, whereas in most markets, it's always about the customer, the organizations that hire, you know, and that was a very different take. Having spent so many years in a large organization, it was always about um, organizations. It was always about what organizations wanted. But here, they spent a lot of time in Ireland building communities of talent space. And hence, when I came back, and I returned to that same multinational, actually, because uh, there was a callback. And um, I did miss Malaysia a lot. The weather was killing in Ireland. And um, I started back for about uh, two years. And in that two years, that organization went through a lot of change. Yeah, and a good change, of course. It was really good for the people. But I think it was sort of a wake-up call for me that it was time to go, right? Um, in terms of, you know, they, there was always, um, there was word around there was a furniture that I would never leave. <laughs> I wanted to put that to a test. And um, so, you know, the change kind of drove me to the point of deciding and uh, whether, where I wanted to go in my life. And, you know, I'm no longer young. I mean, I spent 20 years in a company and it, it just it just felt like the right time. Hence, I met Miles for a coffee. Hence, this whole coffee chat thing, because I feel coffee chats can change landscape of conversations or uh, change things. Right. It's just a chat. I met him in Singapore and um, Miles has been in the marketplace for much longer than I, he's like in his almost touching 60, but he is in the staffing association in um, Europe and we've known each other for some years, but we never had a chat like that. And in that conversation, I realized what I missed. I missed the passion for the business and the industry in the mannerism of which it was initially built on the foundations of 
people, um, talent space, development, um, end-to-end care, you know, of whoever that was going to talk to that talent because you had their careers in their hands, right? He inspired me to take that leap, yeah. Hence, together with Miles, um, we decided we would start something that was different, unique, and put people as in talent in the center of whatever we did. And, and when I say people, I also mean clients because clients are people too. You know, not treating everything as a transaction, but everything as a long-lasting partnership. You know, um, the journey of cradle to grave, as we say it, right? Like from the start of a career to the end of a career. And with clients too, because clients go on that journey. Organizations, the people we deal with go on that journey too. So yeah, hence um, that happened. And Ashling, because I wanted to be reminded every day if I forgot the intent and purpose of why I'm doing this. Okay. You know, when you when you say this, right, uh, at the initial part where you talk about, it's not just about the customer, but it's about the talent. Um, and, and of course, you then said people, and people are the the talent and also the, the, the people and the customers. How is this translated in the way you do work? Hmm. Good question. Because, you know, the industry has become quite a lucrative industry. I mean, it's in billions. Mm. Yeah. And you will realize that if you look at Malaysia too, there are a lot of um, mushrooming recruitment firms and talent firms in Malaysia because the need is just great. Right. And when I say, uh, when I say that, you know, it, 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 it's something that we have to do every day. I feel that when you're talking to a talent and if you're in a system where it's all about numbers, the outcome of every interaction is the result of how many people you put to work, how many people you bill for, how much money you make. The process can change just very naturally, isn't it? Mm. Because the end game is numbers. Mm. But if you take the numbers out of the equation and you put the people at the center of everything you do, I mean, for us, you know, we don't talk about the results. The results just happen. And we don't Mm. put people to the number game. We put people to the experience game. Right. So we measure the fact that they have that conversation and they're connecting with their candidates. So, you know, and we still practice meeting every candidate before we place them, you know. So, you know, it's all about the candidate experience. And, you know, in this in the spirit of great resignation, also, they're talking about experience. What employee want is experience. What more do talents want or at least our customers want in terms of experience? You know, so on a day to day basis, we go back to that, which is. How many people did you speak to? What did you learn about a talent? You know, so our teams are in that question about what's exciting right. about the person you met. Okay. Right? You know, so yeah, I mean, that's how we're doing it on a day-to-day. We right. remove numbers in the conversation. And, and honestly, um, if you took 20 over years in a, in a large organization, I've been built on numbers, right? right? But you asked me today, Frida, what did you do, Mel? I can't tell you. All I know is my finance tell me I did great. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that kind of scary uh, no, you know it's in, you know what it's scary but nice I mean initially when I first started it was a very different story because you know it was uh, building on um, the foundation of nothing right at that time every investment I had was going into it you know and every investment that Miles put in was going into it so that first year was a struggle. I was trying to find myself. Like, you know, what do I do? I want, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. But how do I balance that against the investment that's going into the business? Mm. But by doing that, the business naturally came. 
And yeah. honestly, I don't have to see customers for business. All my probably first customer that came with me, second customer, everything else has been on referral. Hmm. You know, and it just happened. But of course, I do look at numbers. Um, yeah. I blink over it and you know we do that once a month because Miles is a right. shareholder so I do have right. to present it to Miles so right. he knows that his investment didn't go here while here <laughs> you know so we do have that once a month but now I am less afraid because I feel that what we did it was proof that what we did had a difference on why people are still with us you know why our talents are still with us or our customers are still with us so I am quite reassured that it works is just a constant reminder and we have to kind of drill it internally because we're growing. We have new people right. coming on board. We started off with 15 people. Now we have 70 people. So, you know, when you have more people into the mix, the, the vision, the intent and the cause and purpose has to be constantly communicated. Mm. So people don't lose sight, don't lose their way. And it is tougher when you get bigger because you can't touch everybody every day. Right. And, and you know what you've gone into? It's such a mindset change transformation almost and I needed it for me I spent 20 years doing things the same way and you know as much as I love the industry I was burning out you know but you know burnout is is a state where you probably at a point where you don't know if you really have passion you just know you're doing the day-to-day right and you don't know the meaning of what you're doing but you have an end game right you need to get there you know so today I am tired I have tiring days. I'm tired sometimes. I, but I never feel like I've lost that fire that, you know, the cause kind of drives me. The, the purpose and the cause. Right. And it's not numbers, you know. Right. It's change. It's uh, celebration. It's uh, seeing customers saying that they've enjoyed every conversation with every person they've met in my company, right? So that is what drives me today, you know. And... Um, I'm 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 kind of old, huh? So this is good. This keeps my fire going, you know, and my energy is not the same as I was in my twenties. But you know, I still think I have a decent amount of energy. Right. Okay. I'm here with Melissa Norman from Ashling, and we'll continue our conversation. I want to get your opinion on the Great Resignation after this. Stay tuned. BFM eighty nine point nine. Business, finance, and music. BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. If you just join us, it's Her Vantage. This is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Melissa Norman, a veteran uh, in the talent space. And uh, we're talking about her venture, Ashling, to start in 2016. Um, Everyone's talking about the great resignation and or the great reawakening, right? How does this impact your company when looking for talent? And also, what does it mean for your clients? Right. So I think now the the great resignation, great awakening, great quit, there's so many versions of that, but it's been going around. I think organizations now understand that they they were it was kind of anticipated i think for the last two years um people even including myself and i'm sure a lot of people we know went through 
a different set of change during COVID. We were sitting at home. We were with our families, families most of our time. I mean, it was a scary time, not alone just uh, looking at what's happening outside, but just being cooped up at home. It really changes uh, the priorities, isn't it? It was a natural effect. And I think whether organizations would admit it or not, there was some readiness to when the markets would open. And not only open in terms of the business aspect of it and how it would pick up again, but the understanding that people haven't moved for two years, literally. I mean, they haven't physically been anywhere. And when the markets open, and they never even left in that two years, a lot of people needed that sense of security. They stayed. Good companies really took care of them during that time. So that would have made a big difference for those who have gone through that, that some companies decided to stick it out not do pay cuts and, you know, kind of hold on to everybody no matter what. But not all companies had the luxury of doing that, right? So it was, I think, kind of expected that when the markets open, there would be sort of a rush to look at opportunities again. So, and that really happened. But I think what we didn't anticipate is how fast and how many it would ha- would take place at a go. Hence the great, right? Because it just happened instantly. Organizations were for two years not looking for people because they had to cut down or two years of not having to spend suddenly went on the surge of looking for new talent, right? So, and of course, at that time, and, and from a business owner itself, everybody's looking for people who could hit the ground running, Right? The need to find people with the experience, with the potential, you know, so hence, you know, we saw an exodus of people leaving at a time. So organizations didn't anticipate how fast and how many, hence it was a challenging time. And we, as providers of talent, we immediately on day one, we just got roles extensively. You know, we had to literally turn down roles and speaking to people who do the same thing we do, it was no different for them as well. You know, everybody was looking for talent from anybody that could support it, right? And how organizations started to look at it differently was, hey, it's not just about bringing people in. What do we do about making our people stay, right? So then there was a slight shift on why are people going, right? Looking at the causes of it. Yes, the opportunities externally were there, but trying to find out beyond the money and beyond the change, what were people looking for? So the finding was, interestingly enough, that people never felt they were skilled, upskilled, because the two years were so dormant, right? Nothing was going on about, everybody was just keeping it going. So there was not much investment in regard to individual skill building. So the two years were literally skill gap too. Right. So when people came back, I think whoever could give them the opportunity to the next level, the opportunity for that learning and the gap, uh, closing the gap of where they feel they never learned, they jumped. So a lot of the organizations we're talking to are investing now heavily internally in terms of development. You know, beyond the perks, of course, you have your benefits and due to inflation, you know, the increments have to be fair. It has to be, you know, uh, just to what's going on in the marketplace. But beyond that is looking at whether or not people are being skilled up. Do they feel that they're being invested on? Yeah. And the second thing that's happened is also the balance. In that two years, while people did what they did, they've 
already understood and it's been proven that the, the flexible work arrangements work. People can work remotely. So there's been also an increasing interest of people to have that hybrid or that balance. Either you could still stay home because the cost of living is increasing crazily. Hmm. Yeah. And even childcare is no longer affordable for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And even if it is, it's got to be at a place where, you know, you're sending your kids to and you feel safe about it. Right. And that's also another question about where you send your kids. You know, so I think beyond because of that, a lot of talents are also thinking, hey, you know, why don't I stay home? It's too expensive to go out. Let me look for work where they appreciate my skills, but I have flexible arrangements. So organizations are also starting to look at hybrid, looking at um, flexible work arrangements in that sense. Yeah. And um, that's how they're dealing with it. We haven't seen. Uh, it's too short to say that it's those are the right uh, channels to fix but it's what pe- what most organizations are doing now. How are you instilling that in your own organization? We're upskilling people too, but we're a very small team, so it's really easy to connect and, you know, it's really easy to, to speak to people. So we've actually launched um, during the, the off of the pandemic, we've, we've offered uh, work schedule balance, as in work schedule flexibility. So we do have work from home. Um, we also have, uh, we call it Green Day, where, you know, people can call in. They have a certain number of days in a year where if they just don't feel like coming to work, like they're just saying, hey, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go see a doctor because I'm actually not sick, but I just don't feel right today. So they can call in a Green Day, right? Something like that. And we have, um, we spend a lot of time trying to build it with an external consultant, but we wanted to show and give the, our employees an opportunity to feel that they can care for their loved ones without feeling guilty about it, right? So they can take parental day offs, they can take caregiver day offs. Um, if they are they have trouble at home with their kids because they don't have a helper, they can take two weeks in a stretch off. You know, so we've kind of included that in in our programs. You know, so that our people feel they can, they have the, you know, I think a lot of times we want to have the right tool. Mm. Whether we do it, it's up to us, right? I think that's the the freedom of choice. Um, And you'd be surprised the moment we put this in place, it's hardly been used, Mm. you know? And our people say, no, they're okay. But I think it's the general perception that, hey, if I want to call it in, I'm going to call it in. Right. You know, so we've introduced that. And, you know, we've recently introduced something called TikTok and, you know, it was great having you there and they were really inspired, you know, and uh, you've probably gained more fans in <laughs> after that session. Uh, we decided to frame something called TikTok um, mainly for our team. We wanted to upskill them, but we didn't want to do it through internal skill, skill set, not just me, not just my, my, my leadership team, but we wanted to hear from external people so that they, they, they are getting a wider learning landscape. You know, so the TikTok is to happen once a quarter. The framework is that we bring in different uh, experts across different areas of practice with the wisdom of the past and the understanding of the future to add value to the team. Right. What's it been like running your own business as you celebrate your sixth year, the joys and tribulations? 
Oh my God, Frida, it was extremely difficult at the beginning. I tell you, you know, for all people who want to start, I think they would share my sentiments. You cry alone, the journey is alone, you know, your pains are alone. I know it feels sad, sounds sad, but it's been extremely rewarding. I think if you get to that point where you've stayed at it and you you see the excitement in the people you have, you see how they are, you know, what they do, they do it naturally because they believe in the purpose and you see your customers growing and thriving with you. You Looking back, it, you know, it, it's just been all very rewarding. I feel so much of gratification because when you're in a system long enough, and I always told myself this when I was in a large firm, like, would I be ex- successful on my own, right? Because mm. I'm in the system. And you know how the system works? Everything kind of jives together. You have everyone for everything. And then it just mm. clicks. And it's like a big wheel. It just runs on its own. But in a smaller firm, you're the wheel. You yeah. know? <laughs> right? So you're everything. You do everything initially. You step in a lot. You know, and mm. I always wondered having been in such an organization of hundreds of people, do I, am I going to still be the wheel or am I just going to be a part of that wheel, right? Right. So what I feel really great about is that I was tested and I'm not too bad, I could do it, you know? And so the the excitement of having to be on this journey is the fact that I actually could do it. And I think a lot of people can do it. It's just the fear that doesn't allow us to go across our comfort zone. Right. So future plans for Ashling, are you regional yet or what other plans do you have? We do. We're talking about it. Um, We're in a place where now we can decide where we want to be. I'm very passionate about Malaysia because there's so much to do here right? Especially in the talent development space. So, you know, um, actually in professional development, you know, we're starting to to kind of diversify ourselves beyond just doing employability, but we're going into certifications and talent development. So I know um, for a fact that Malaysia has so much work to be done and I'm so happy that we can do it here. Um, and we're pacing ourselves to see if we can kind of grow in Malaysia that's our first attempt because we want to do more here. But we do have our customers trying to stretch us across a couple of countries. So it looks like mm-hmm. we would do that to serve our customers better. So mm-hmm. I would say that's in the near future. Right. Okay. Well, watch this space as they say. Uh, I've been speaking to Melissa Norman from Ashling. You've been listening to Her Vantage. I'm Freya Liu, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.